Do you feel that some people or events that have occurred in your life deserve forgiveness and others don't? Are there acts to you that are simply unforgivable? Have you held onto resentment or anger for a long time and want to let it go? Forgiveness is an often used word and an often misunderstood concept. Here today to support us in understanding what forgiveness is, how it applies to our lives, and how we can begin to unravel the places where we feel stuck is Brenda Reese. Brenda is an exemplary forgiveness coach, and she's here to speak with me in this very poignant interview and allow you to experience forgiveness in a whole new way. Are you obsessed with the mystic? Are you looking for sisterhood? Are you ready to explore your inner magic? You've arrived, sister. Welcome home. I'm Maureen Spielman, and I started this show to highlight the intuitives, healers, and other courageous women I have met along my journey. Through amazing interviews, we go deep into the mystics and uncover the ways in which you can apply the knowledge and wisdom in your own life. We are all in this together. Sharing healing and joy in community is both my passion and my purpose. Here's today's conversation. Welcome back to Mystical Sisterhood. I'm your host, Maureen Spielman, and I'm here today with Brenda Reese. Let me say a few more words about Brenda's background and work before we dive in. Brenda is a two-time author, a keynote speaker, and a podcast host. She's a sought-after transformation and forgiveness coach who guides her cherished clients from being stuck in shame, resentment, and self-sabotage to feeling freer, more expanded, and ready to share themselves and their passions with the world. And I love what you say too, Brenda. I'm going to add, I think I got this from your website. My passion lies in guiding others through the transformative journey of forgiveness. As I work closely with my clients, we explore this intricate path and its profound significance in our lives. And I just want to say, this is a really big topic and an important one. And I've been excited about it because I think it's going to help us understand ourselves more deeply without the shame, without the self-judgment. So, you know, with that introduction, Brenda, I'll let you kind of lead where we begin today. It can be around how you became a forgiveness coach or just anywhere that feels right for you. Thank you. Well, first, I'm excited to be with you too. Anytime talking about forgiveness is exciting to me because I didn't know I needed forgiveness. And the path that got me here was just divinely guided. I couldn't. It's synchronistic. Mm. And, you know, living a life like a lot of us do of a lot of victimhood, things happening to me, and going through the abuse and neglect and abandonment, and then really figuring out this is just life. This is how it was supposed to be. And and going through different marriages, you know, trying to find the right relationship and picking emotionally unavailable men and, you know, thinking they had the problem. And, and finally, it was a culmination as the universe does, right? When we're getting lessons, and I think your audience would understand this, you know, that the two by four gets bigger and bigger, you know, till it's a house that falls on your head if you're like me and are stubborn and not getting it. And my last marriage was like that. And, and it was this culmination of all 
looking back, it was all my beliefs and patterns rolled into one. It's like the universe saying, can you get this, Brenda? Can you get this? And, you know, I ended up needing, my body was breaking down. And a lot of us do get information through our bodies. I'm going to call it that, right? Mm -hmm. It's stuck energies or however we want to term it. And I ended up just in adrenal fatigue and I ended up needing a back fusion, a neck fusion, and I had mm -hmm. a brain tumor. I'm a yeah. little slow learner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and finally, it was in between those surgeries that I that the forgiveness work found me okay. because I was gone. I went through the divorce and it was a hard one because very codependent. Right. I was so codependent in that relationship. I could show up as a strong, empowered woman at work, but at home, mm -hmm. not. Mm -hmm. It wasn't yeah. I wasn't empowered at all. And so, you know, healing from that relationship, I, I was doing what I could, what I thought, what I knew about, you know, forgiving our, you know, the, the other person and yeah. doing what I thought was forgiveness. Mm -hmm. But I kept getting triggered. Every time I saw a Metro bus in the Seattle area, I would cry and I would just get upset. And it was because he was a Metro bus driver. Mm -hmm. Right. So these mm -hmm. little triggers were, were keeping me from, I was trying to move forward and I couldn't. Well, this forgiveness work, found me. I had been asking the universe. It's like, I don't know what to do, where to go. I knew that the job that I was in was not satisfying my soul, but I was in staying out of fear. I think mm -hmm. a lot of people can relate. Yeah. I needed the money. I didn't know if I could do anything else. My, I didn't, I wasn't good enough. Those kind of things. Yeah. And then I found the forgiveness work. And when I met with a forgiveness coach, which is an, it was just amazing how it all worked out. You know, she found a pattern that no one else had found after I'd done years of therapy. And she had found a pattern. And in finding that pattern, I'm like, oh my God, this is it. I mean, I, my whole body wow. could just feel better. So that's when I said, all right, I don't know what this is, but I need to teach it. Yeah. It's so powerful. It's powerful. It's so powerful. And, yeah, and I embarked yes. on I embarked on the journey. And oh and wow. Yeah. So when you go, Brenda, when you just take even that small example you just gave when you used to see the the bus, then you talk about like that uh, you had a trigger or reaction in there. What did that look like for you? How did that show up in real time where you knew like this is not resonant with my true self? Well, it took me a little bit, of course, mm -hmm. because what I would do is I would see the bus and I'd like, <gasps> it's him. You know, my whole body would just react. And it was partly, it was like, because my heart was so broken, uh, so yeah. broken because I didn't want the divorce because I could see the potential in the relationship. Uh, Yet he was so angry and I was so codependent that it just wasn't working. And luckily I had done enough work to go, I deserve more than this yes. relationship and that it wasn't going to work being together. So I felt more of the pain when I would see the bus. That's how it, that's how it affected me real time. It was mm -hmm. like, so it kind of reopened the wound that I thought was scabbing over. Mm -hmm. And did you feel at the time too, at that space in your life, just for example's sake, that you were still victim to that, the, the dissolution of the marriage? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I really mm -hmm. felt, well, and I felt it was his fault. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I was still blaming him for, you know, for, for cheating and for, mm -hmm. you know, the betrayal and for the anger and for not, not wanting to work on it. Cause that's what I told him. I said, let's yeah. work on it. He goes, no, 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 we can figure this out ourselves. 
He's like, you know, and he ended up saying to me, I, Brenda, I can't do that. At least he was honest. He's like, I can't do what you want me to do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. And right. I, I just was like, <gasps> you know, mm -hmm. it was like, poor me. Yes. Yeah. Poor and, me. That's mm -hmm. the victim. That's, that's the triggers, right? This wound that really wasn't even totally about him. He had a part in it, right. but it wasn't him. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh -huh. Which I wasn't even aware of. I didn't mm. know how far back it went until I started, you know, to really understand the forgiveness work. Yeah. And I appreciate what you're saying about the patterns too, because at the end of the day, when we're left on our, on our own and we are looking at ourselves or with our, you know, into ourselves, it's our work to do. No one else can do it for us. And if that pattern, like you're saying, like this pattern emerged when you worked with this forgiveness coach and it's like, oh, oh, wait a minute. I am, I am part of this too. I'm yeah. not just this person here who is just prey to everything happening around me. What is that sometimes in our childhoods that we begin to feel that we're not responsible or, you know, that gets us into that victim mentality? Is there, is there like something that happens in our childhood that puts us into that blame mode or that, 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 Oh, it's well, the other mode. Oh, most. Well, actually, it's very egocentric at first. Mm -hmm. Right. So okay. what happens, of course, in childhood, right, because our, our ego and where we're at spiritual ego and we can get into the, all of that is the fact of that we're very dependent upon our caregivers mm -hmm. because we're learning. We don't know. We're sponges. Yeah. So a couple things happen. One, we're in the energy field of our mother for the first seven years of our life. All right. So we're taking on stuff and we're not giving it back. Right. We're kind of taking it on, trying to make it better. And depending upon your childhood, depending upon whether it's a like a secure attachment kind of environment or it's not, you know, if you're in which most of us are a dysfunctional type mm -hmm. because our parents are doing the best that they can, but yeah. they didn't know either. What happens is we think it's our fault. Yeah. So then what happens is I try to be the good girl. I try to, I try to be the silent one. Yeah. I try to be the funny one. I try to diffuse, you know, we learn with our little minds at that time, we try to make it better or we become invisible. Mm -hmm. And there is a point as we get older, you know, seven, eight, nine, especially 10, where things become more real. Then we become like, Ooh, they did that uh, to me. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't for you, my life would be better. Look yeah. at these people, look at their lives, right? And we get mm -hmm. into the teenage years, especially. That's when we really do that blaming. Yes. And yeah, you know, as if any parents, mm -hmm. right? We're parents. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, oh yeah, those years. So we turn it around because of a thing called projection. Mm-hmm. So with projection, which we teach in the forgiveness work, yeah, which I, finding this out was like, I mean, a lot of people may know this, but when I found out about it, I'm like, oh my God, this answered so much that we're egocentric when we're younger, we're taking it on until it gets so big, we can't handle it. Yeah. Right. And we don't mm -hmm. know this, this is subconscious. And then what happens then, and we energetically kind of throw it up on someone else. Yeah. <laughs> and it I did so much in this conversation. I love that you just mentioned projection. And if I think of that younger girl who I was and some things that I engaged in because it was a, 
soothing mechanisms for myself, but I had nowhere to go with the feelings afterwards, the feelings of confusion and the feelings of shame I was having about myself. And so I remember being very, uh, the arrow was pointing to the other person and like very, very, very strong projection that got cemented in me when I was a young, and I, but I, I, I remember, and it's just like, I'm processing real time with you in the audience, but this idea that it, it was all this other person's fault because I had, I had no way to understand myself and my behavior. And it was all really to say, see me, hear me. I I'm important, (laughs) please, you know, but I think in part of what I was doing too, the bad feelings that the bad quote unquote feelings I was having, they had nowhere to go. And that projection was so darn convenient. Well, and it's what our body knows what to do. It's mm, kind of like yeah. the, it's 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 trying to save us. It's doing yeah. a good thing. Yeah. And I'll give it a, if you can, I'll give an example. Mm-hmm. So for some people who for projection, this is a, a good example that I like to use is that my my ex was so angry. And he was outwardly angry, right? Now to everybody else, they thought he was charming. He would like present really well. And one of the things I loved about him, I fell in love with was his charm. He made Mm -hmm. me feel like I was the only person in the world when he was with me, right? But then, but behind closed doors, very angry, very angry. The world is angry. And I always thought I always did everything I could to be the good girl, to, to make sure everything was in its place, right? To make him not upset. And because anger, this is bad. Anger is bad. That's what I thought. Mm -hmm. Little did I know that it was a projection because when we separated, when I got divorced and I was moved this small little apartment, didn't have much, you know, and, and going from this big house to the apartment. And I had gotten one of those desks, you know, you put together those little press board desks, Mm -hmm. pretty heavy, but press board. And I was putting together and I had a hammer and I'm hammering it and I hit my thumb instead of the nail. Mm -hmm. Okay. We can all relate to that. (laughs) Right. Yes. And I'm sad. I'm all depressed. I'm doing that. When the moment I hit my thumb, I went into a raging angry blackout. I kind of came to mm-hmm. minutes later, mm-hmm. the desk was ripped apart. <laughs> I'm crying. And I'm yeah. like, I'm like, Oh my God, what was that? Right. I mean, just feeling like, but I'm also exhilarated at the wow. same time because mm-hmm. I'm releasing, but mm-hmm. I, you know, I didn't know this at the time, but then, and I didn't know what to do with that until a short time later when I started the forgiveness work. And then I realized, Oh, Yes, he was angry. He had his own anger too. But yes. I was projecting my anger on he was show it was a mirror. It's a mirror for me. Mm-hmm. So he was showing me what was buried deep inside me, what I've denied, repressed and rejected about myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because that's the only way that we can see it is through relationship. Yes. That- I couldn't see that myself. Woo. Thank you for that example because I think the work around projections, even forgiveness. So we're kind of like scaffolding today, right? Yeah. But but this idea, I know in my coaching programs, like two things that are said are all projection is self-projection. So what you're talking about and all forgiveness or it's like all judgment is self-judgment. That kind of that mirror and that mirror work can be in the beginning of the process, it can be confronting to someone in some yeah. someplace that they're not ready to go. And when I was thinking about our interview today, I was thinking, 
when someone comes to you and they begin to do the work with you, it's I would imagine it is quite a process because it's a lot of self-discovery and I am sure it's held in the most compassionate way. So, and which is a new way of being for women. But when I hear you saying, or individuals on this planet, really, what are the different ways? I know I kind of touched upon this in the beginning, but what are people feeling in their own experiences that might lead them to think, oh, maybe a forgiveness coach or this forgiveness work is for me? Are there certain, like I was naming some of those emotions or feelings or that that place of feeling a victim or what do you see when your clients come to you or from your own experience where what guides that person to know like maybe this is for me so what most people do when they come to me is they have recognized that i am so sick and tired of my story mm, mm-hmm. i'm sick and tired of being sick and tired we've heard mm-hmm. that and they're usually ready. Now they don't know exactly what for, but they're they're ready. It's like, okay, I I know I want to forgive that person. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's always the case. Now there mm-hmm. are some people that come to me because in your when you said all projection is self-projection and all judgment is self-judgment, all forgiveness is self-forgiveness mm-hmm. in my world, right? So it's the yes. whole thing yeah, because it. <laughs> it comes back to us. Okay. And so, and so what they do is they know, but most of them come to me with someone else, which is perfect because we cannot jump into self-forgiveness or self-judgment. We can't, Mm -hmm. because the way that it was described to me, which was so beautiful is like, who's forgiving whom when we, Mm -hmm. when we jump to ourselves, because in my brain is the judge, Mm -hmm. the jury, the prosecutor, the defendant, all the jurors, the victim and the pro and the perpetrator. All them live up here in my brain. Okay. Yeah. Right. They all mm-hmm. do because we've all mm-hmm. heard those voices, the judging self, the parental self, the, you know, all of these voices, these aspects of ourselves. Yes. Right. Okay. So we mm-hmm. have those. So then that goes back to the question, who's forgiving whom? Because everybody's talking. Mm-hmm. So we have to calm that down and get to the place where we can then look at ourselves. So it is a the process, like you mentioned, and it's beautiful to start with somebody outside of ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, all relationships oh. are for healing and growth. Mm-hmm. What we do is we don't look at the person as what, what I tell people is you're coming to me, telling me the, that same story, the same way, the last time. Beautiful. <laughs> because we don't look at them as as the problem. At first we do, because mm-hmm. we have a portion of, a part of us needs to be heard and validated. My story needs to be heard and validated from a person who is not going, oh yeah, you poor thing. We're look. I'm looking at it from where are the beliefs and patterns? Where's the root? Where mm-hmm. does it go back to? Mm-hmm. And then we take that person who's right here in front of us and we say, let's look at them. Let's look, let's tell the victim story. What did they do to you? And then let's feel the feelings around it. This is the process of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And then let's collapse this story. Let's look at what we made up about it and what's real, right? And then we go into the radical forgiveness step, which is really looking at it from a different perspective, a more spiritual, higher perspective that maybe, 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 just maybe, that things happen for me and not to me. And that we decided to do this dance together so I could learn and grow. And that's a big jump. 
Because when we've been, and I'm not saying, I, I do want to say this caveat, I'm not saying that people aren't victimized. Please hear me on that. I hope your audience hears this. I'm not saying that you were not victimized because we have been. But I'm saying that what we do with that story and those feelings and ourselves afterwards, that's empowerment. Yeah, that's what I hear you saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. our power. Mm -hmm. It's like, because I want to honor Mm -hmm. The story, the things we've been through, because that's who that truly makes us who we are. We hear yeah. this all the time, but it really does. Like mm -hmm. I couldn't be in this position, and neither could you as a coach, coaching people, sharing these stories with people without us having been there to oh, some yeah. degree. Oh, yeah. And I'm thinking about the gold in what you do, because going back to my earlier example with my own life, if the younger version of myself would have because i i can see through your description that there were parts of me that were, were making myself bad and wrong for what occurred mm -hmm. and i did not know how to be with that those emotions and i did not know how to to hold those in such a gentle way where none of it was bad or wrong it just occurred mm -hmm. and so but what a beautiful skill i think a lot of the skills we talk about you know that my audience is anywhere from like 24 to I believe 70 plus it's a wide range because I think a lot of younger people are seeking this material too you know it's our age demographic and younger which yeah. there's more messages out there but look at our younger selves really needed this work so we were calling for it and I can just see that the way you so intentionally break it down little by little so people can understand it in that really just unconditional way. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And and that's the most gentle way we can do that. The gift to ourselves. Yeah. Right. Is to be able to see what's showing up in my life. Yeah. That's that's telling me yeah. where, what are the hidden things? You know, mm -hmm. where's the gold? Like I call them the little golden nuggets. Where yeah. are those? Because we have them. Mm -hmm. We have, mm -hmm. we just get to uncover them. Yeah. And we're not really changing who we are. We're really uncovering. Yeah. Remembering. And it strikes me to an, a really important thing to say. And I personally am comforted, comforted by it when I hear people say it is it's okay if your resentment, your shame, whatever you're carrying has been with you for decades. You're not a bad person because of it or whatever the descriptor would be. And that releases because I had a part of myself, I think, that could really berate the heck out of myself for being stuck in a pattern for so many years. And I'm just here to say, it's okay if that's where you are. And, you know, for anyone who comes to a coaching relationship, whatever kind of coaching it is, or whether it's therapy, there is that willingness and a courageous, and I love how you named, I was just saying to one of my sisters yesterday, that phrase, you get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I know that I think it's Michael Bernard Beckwith says something similar. It's like the pain pushes until the vision pulls. Yeah. And it, 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 the things become so painful in our lives that we just cannot sit with it anymore. We just can't. And it's time. And we all want to feel free and liberated from any well, of this. Exactly. And our mm -hmm. bodies are, we can't make them be ready. We mm -hmm. can help them be ready. So mm -hmm. on this journey of forgiveness, going back to kind of your question, it was mm -hmm. the fact of how do you know? It's like you're sick and tired of the story and you're sick and tired of hearing it. Or someone has said to you, God, are you going to get over that yet? 
you know, and you have to, when you stop and go, oh yeah, when you do that, right? Because if you're in the story, you're in the story. Yeah. Don't berate yourself. Don't, I mean, mm-hmm. you're not ready yet because mm-hmm. there's a time mm-hmm. to forgive and a time not to forgive. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so what we can do is we can notice that and we mm-hmm. can like really understand that's when knowing ourselves is good. And so we can read the books, we can get the coach because that helps us to just take off these layers of dirt, mm-hmm. as I call it, you know, to get <laughs> to that nugget yeah. because it's a layered thing. We're human mm-hmm. beings, we're layered. Can we get there instantaneously? Maybe some people can. I'm not one of those. Mm-hmm. I had to go through layer and I'm still going through layer by layer yeah. too. Right. And so it's just recognizing within ourselves that, okay, I think I'm ready to do something different. Yes. And, I, yes. and I'm going to be just willing. That's the big word, what you just said. Willing to be willing to be willing is what my clients always say. Brenda mm-hmm. always says, willing to be willing <laughs> to be willing, because that's what it takes sometimes to take a look at ourselves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and love ourselves. Who's taught to love ourselves? Right. Nobody, nobody, (laughs) you know, and it's, it's starting to usher in like I've some of my backgrounds in conscious parenting and it's really, it's a lot of work. It's Dr. Shafali, who was my teacher will tell you it's all self-work and anyone who comes to me for parenting, it becomes all the work for ourselves, which is such a beautiful thing. You know, I noticed, and you use the terms justified resentment Mm -hmm. and Maybe we'll separate these. I was going to say the unforgivable, which often, you know, can be part of our upbringing and even parents who have moved on. But if I start with justified resentment, and I I personally felt that I was in a place to be justified in my blame, in my resentment, in my, you know, like you're saying, am I meant to be there until something shifts me? Or is there some light to be shed on even that situation? Like a beginning question that we can ask of ourselves to maybe just unravel and like you're saying, like wipe some dirt off of that. So it becomes a little clearer, more clarity for us. Absolutely. It's a great question. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So it does. Now justified, we're all justified in our resentment until (laughs) we're not, (laughs) right? Even, even, even no matter what has happened to us. So the abuse or the neglect, all of that. Okay. At first justified because we want to be able to get to the feelings. Okay. That's number one. And the hardest thing to do as a human being is to allow our feelings. Mm -hmm. We don't, we bury them. That's what causes Mm -hmm. a lot of, that's what keeps us attached to the story. Yeah. It's when we attach it to an emotion. Mm Mm-hmm. And so when we're able to just go, the question is like, when we've been hurt, we don't want to jump to forgiveness right away. We want to allow ourselves to feel. Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that part Mm -hmm. is, I'm going to say justify. Mm -hmm. We can, and we can be mad at what happened and at them. We can be, we can do that. But then what happens is this, is like, how much is this affecting my, what is the cost of this justified resentment? What area is it affecting me in? My relationships, my job, my time, my money, my health? Oh, because we know, we know, Mm -hmm. right? Where's the cost is a first one. And then kind of going, ooh, then I can be, then I write it all down. Mm -hmm. Awareness is key. I cannot change what I don't know is there. Yeah. So I'm getting clear on what's the cost. 
because, you know, we don't do anything without a cost or a benefit. True. Then we say, mm -hmm. what's the cost? And this is what I ask people to do. And then say, what is the benefit of me holding on to this justifiable resentment? What's the benefit? Ooh, well, if we're honest with ourselves, and sometimes this takes a coach or a good friend that will be mm -hmm. honest with us to say, well, it keeps you from dating. It keeps <laughs> you for, it keeps you playing small. That's a benefit. It keeps you hidden so mm -hmm. that you are protecting, quote unquote, air quotes, protecting yourself. Yeah. From, ever, from living life. Okay. Mm -hmm. Ooh, is that what I want to do? Right? And then we can move into, because we want to understand the cost and the benefit, huge, for just, just being human. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, then we can bring in choice. There comes the choice point. Oh, do I want to continue mm. feeding this? Because the other part of this is, when I am blaming someone else, I'm giving away my energy and my power to them. Absolutely. <laughs> I can't live my life. Yeah. Because I'm living, mm -hmm. like if you, you know, Carolyn Mace is great in the sense of she had this visu visual of you get a hundred points like of, of energy a day coming straight through, right? So just like mm -hmm. a bank account, you get a hundred mm -hmm. points just every day. It doesn't roll over. Most of us have 70% going to the past stories, what, you know, all those, they shoulda, woulda, coulda, all the sadness. 30% goes to the future. Zero? Zero for <laughs> present life. Yes. Right. right? How yes. can I live like that? Like I'm worried about the future. I'm really mad at the past. Where am I today? You're not moving. You're stuck. You're not, right. You're stuck. And, yeah. And so it's like, this is the choice point. Mm -hmm. When I look at the cost and the benefit, then I can say, mm. what's my part in it? Yeah. What what can I do right now? I can't mm -hmm. change it. I can stay mad if I want to, but what's that doing for me? But how do I really want to be moving forward? What can I do with this situation, mm -hmm. information, energy? Mm -hmm. And then I can take one baby step towards that. Mm. So good. So good. You're moving. And even in the beginning of that explanation, I sense that for people, it's the movement of energy. Yes. The energy begins to move and it begins to move through our being, through our flow. And that's that's our original abundance. That's, you know, when I read about manifestation and abundance and it's just like, no, that's who we inherently are. Yes. And then we, these things in our lives, whether it's resistance, you know, frustration, all the emotions, the stuck places, the blame, they impede the flow of what's naturally ours. And so how beautiful that you begin to dust it off and get that energy flowing again. If yes. and, and people, how do people start to feel through the process? Do they start to talk about how... I'm feeling lighter. Or I'm feeling. Yeah. The words, that, yeah, the yeah. words that I hear mainly, I feel lighter. I feel freer. Mm -hmm. That's why, you know, forgiveness is freedom. Yeah. It's emotional freedom. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they feel lighter. They freer. Uh, the other one was unburdened. It's mm, a good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And more empowered. Yeah. They feel like they're bringing their, which they are, which uh -huh. we are. We're bringing the energy back when we do the forgiveness work or any kind of work, self-development. Mm -hmm. We're bringing our energy back to us because mm -hmm. when we're we're that teapot, right, being drained out, yeah, I can't do anything when I'm mm -hmm. empty. Mm -hmm. 
You know, yeah. that's that beautiful visual is like, or the gas tank on empty, right? Your car can't go anywhere. The same thing is for us. When we're emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually empty, right. we can't give. No. No. Yeah. And that part where you're saying where like so much is given to the past and the future and to the other person or the event, just by going through the process, even if someone were to walk away from this podcast and start to ask some of the questions, like take some of the questions and we can put them in the show notes, but for journaling or on your website, you have a lot of good questions. If they started to do that, that act in and of itself is very empowering. So you begin to take that energy that you're burning on the other things and draw it back to yourself. And then that replenishment happens. And I love that part of it because what we create ourselves around us, that's, that's you know, we have to sometimes question too, what is reality and what what parts of it really happen and what parts of it are pain yeah. that's coming from me, from my background and what's here for me to he heal. Well, exactly. And that's part of that collapsing of the story that in the radical forgiveness technology I teach, there's five steps mm -hmm. and we went through all five of them earlier. Mm -hmm. And, but it's that third step, that collapsing of the story where I'm separating fact from interpretation. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at what really happened. And then I'm looking at what I made up about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What did I make it mean about me? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and with this pattern that I found with my father, all the way back when my dad left the family, when my mom and dad got divorced, I thought he left me because mm -hmm. I'm only five mm -hmm. and I did something wrong. Yeah. Right. And then he moved into another family who had a daughter, my age, mm -hmm. same, you know, and he's paying attention to her and not me. Yeah. Right. So I'm making up the story that I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. And that was powerful to find out because it showed up in every relationship I had yeah, after yeah, that, right? right? Yeah. And so it's the story. It's like he left. That's the that's the fact. They got a divorce. He went and moved in with another family. Mm -hmm. The fact was he paid attention to this other person and not me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everything else is my suffering. Wow. Yeah. Instead of the fact that maybe he wasn't capable of loving me for whatever reason. He didn't Absolutely. know how to be a dad. Mm -hmm. You know, and we start looking at those things and bringing in the compassionate piece for the other person. But we have to address ourselves first. We yes. need to heal us first. So then we can look at them a little bit differently. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm thinking too that when you see people, what what do you see as changes in someone's life after they can hold themselves compassionately in this way and understand their process and what's happened and just these shifts that they're creating. What occurs in their life? Do sometimes, does sometimes like if you're in an old pattern, let's say in a relationship, and then that's what you've sort of been, you keep on attracting it, you keep on experiencing it because that underlying pattern is really what is, that's kind of like what you're sending out to the universe. Yeah. And when that's freed up, do you see changes begin to occur and then that point of attraction for people uh, changing? Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm a perfect example of it and mm -hmm. I get to watch it in all of my clients. Mm -hmm. So coming out of that relationship and doing the forgiveness work and really recognizing that father pattern that showed up in all my relationships, yeah. where when I started bringing it back to me, yeah. how do I heal here? Mm -hmm. That my dating changed. Yeah. I started at first, I was attracting kind of the same guys, but I would notice it mm -hmm. quicker mm -hmm. and quicker until, and then the more work that I just stayed steady, 
And I started noticing red flags yellow. Pretty soon they were yellow. <laughs> then they were green. Then they were like, yeah. he doesn't have any of that. Mm-hmm. This is good. Yeah. And that's what yeah. I ended up, you know, that currently married, you know, and and it was like, wow, we didn't have, and that doesn't mean we didn't have work to do as a relationship. Sure. But yeah. my pattern did not show up. Okay. I so, love it. Yes. Yeah. yes and then yes. other patterns show up for other clients. I'm going to share too, because what they share with me is they're more able to show up in their life and be present. Mm-hmm. They are also able to be more creative. Because, you know, when we're stuck, when we got stuck energy, we're in fight or flight a lot Mm -hmm. of times, there's no room for movement, right? And so they notice it not only in their relationships, but they notice it in their career or their business. And I've had several clients go, now I have the energy to start that side hustle, you know, that what they really, their passion. Mm -hmm. And and then there's a couple of them that have gone back to the relationship a different person because when you do the it forgiveness work it shifts the energy mm-hmm. so it, it enables you to be more empowered but it changes who's around you too that's what i thought <laughs> yeah it does uh-huh. and they notice some of them break up because it's not meant to be but the other ones it shifts their relationship so that they can have that relationship that they wanted in the first place because mm-hmm. it's no longer the victim type mentality Absolutely. And, you know, we weren't, I think of too, with, with regard to our relationships, if they don't last, we never, we never wanted to be at odds with the world and with the other. And when we can shift to that other side of holding someone else for their experience, for what it was with, you know, what in whatever degree people can do that for the other, because that's more our natural being. I had two comments and well, one comment and one question. My daughter is only 20. And they've got a name for it these days, but you know how we say red flags, like what are the red yeah. flags? There's some name for the yellow flag. And she, oh. but she was laughing then. And she's like, aren't yellow flags really red flags? <laughs> and it was actually quite accurate. Like, it yeah, I, th- I think so. I think yeah. so. Or some variation of it. But you the one thing, variation. this is kind of like a, a side question, but, you know, we're talking a lot about the wounding that happened when we were kids. And it's it feels like to me why, I don't know if this is an accurate question or not, why are mother and father wounds hard for us to see? Is it because them being parental figures, we as children, we just admire them so much because they're our caregivers. So we take on certain things, but I feel like that language of mother wounding and father wounding, like, like I'm just calling it that right now, yeah. but but because it's so prevalent, it's a lot of the reasons we choose the partners we choose, we're attracted yeah. to who we are. And let's face it, this life is about relationships. So yeah. it becomes very important. So do you stay away from language like that or do you just, just go where the client leads you, I guess? Go where the client leads me and it's always about the mother or the father, <laughs> always. Hundred and fifty percent. Okay. Yeah. Always. And the mm-hmm. reason why, and it's funny because a lot of the women that come to me, they can see it clearly with the father. It's the mother that they're surprised at. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes they've been very, very, very abused by the mother. So it's clear. Yeah. But a lot of times they're protecting the mother because of the fact that, you know, and this is part of when we're born, we are chemically bonded to the mother oxytocin is released. You fall Mm -hmm. in love immediately, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of thing. 
And learning about the chemical part of the brain and learning the connection makes sense to me of why we would protect that person, even yeah. when they're not being nice to us, because they're mm. our lifeline. If I don't have her, I'm going to die. That's mm-hmm. what we think. Or him, if, if the father's, you know, there too. Yeah. You know, we need these. So, so it's ingrained in our little brain earlier on that this is survival. And also in the radical forgiveness world, when you look at it from a spiritual perspective, from a higher perspective, from a different perspective than we normally do, the parents are the ones that are meant to give us the lessons that we need in this life mm-hmm. so that we can come back home to us. Yes. Because we live in a world of duality, right? Mm -hmm. We have to understand the dark to know the light. So Mm -hmm. if I'm coming back home to who I truly am, I have to experience the other side. And our parents are the ones Mm -hmm. that love us so much spiritually. This Mm -hmm. is a hard one to get Mm -hmm. humanly. But they love us so much that they're going to play the assholes, excuse me. But they are. They're going to play those people in our lives and other people too Mm -hmm. because they want us to learn and grow. Yeah. 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 And you, you said the words radical forgiveness and, Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking from work I've seen other people do that radical transformation can occur. And I, and I, and I hear so many people and I, you know, I've said it myself is just that, that we, when we talk about topics like this, we're not going after the other and saying like, just because we suffered certain things that they're bad or wrong, our parents. And in fact, most people will say like they were doing the best they could. And you've said that earlier today. And, you know, if that's the place we need to start in order to have the the honest conversations, then so be it. Right. Um, And it's not condoning. It's not condoning bad behavior Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I think what forgiveness is not is really important to understand not condoning bad behavior yeah. that, you know, that it doesn't mean to per- the hurt didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that we're going to forget. Right. But what happens is we don't, we're not going to make excuses for them. We're not going to make anything except for the fact it's an opening. The, yes. you know, it's like, it's the crack. It's like the light coming into the wound mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. we can start to let, get our energy back from them. Yes. And so it's not about condoning what they've done because what they've done, they're going to pay the price for they'll, Mm -hmm. that'll happen. All we can do is take care of ourselves. And we're not saying, and and I'm not saying reconciling either, because that's another big question that I get, Mm -hmm. especially family members. You do not have to reconcile with them. Yeah. However, forgiven, you can forgive without it. Right. But if you're going to reconcile, if you want a relationship with that person again, then forgiveness is absolutely necessary. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But again, like I said, it's not excusing or condoning or doing all that that we hear. And I really want people to get this because when you mm. understand that, when you understand that they're they possibly will be playing a part for me, but they have their own learning to do too. Yeah. Then I can bring in some kind of compassion mm-hmm. for that while also having boundaries for myself. Mm-hmm. And love from, because to me, boundaries are loving myself mm-hmm. yeah, enough to, right? So I can have that while also doing the forgiveness work and also deciding if I want a relationship with that person or not. So good. <laughs> it's just all so beautiful. It speaks to all of us, I know. Brenda, I mean, I, I could just go on. I love everything that you said today. The one, one little thing that came to me, and it's got to be 
it's got to be one of those things that unravel in the process with your five-step process, but that, that where someone shifts from you made me feel this way to I feel this way. And just also taking back the power there and just getting into the body, getting into ourselves. How do I feel? What's, what am I pulling forward from the past? But I, I, that shift occurred to me that that most likely occurs for people. It does yeah. occur for people. And this mm -hmm. is the beauty of it. Like I say, with radical forgiveness, and there's a book out there that people can get called Radical mm -hmm. Forgiveness with by Colin Tipping. That's what I'm a certified master radical forgiveness coach. Mm -hmm. and And this process really helps you to shift your perception, which changes your energy mm. around that story and that person. So where you have, which is my part, because it's awareness, responsibility, choice. Those are the three areas in forgiveness that I teach on mm -hmm. that are really important because if I can shift my energy, yes. I can bring it back. Then I have choice of what mm -hmm. I want to do. And some people, I will say mm -hmm. this too, some people don't want to forgive. Mm-hmm. And there are a few out there that are able to go and live their life yeah. with that. It's not the majority. and But it, there are some people out there that are like, no, I am never going to forgive this heinous act. Mm -hmm. However, and they're choosing a different life and they feel that they're living a happy life. And that's all that matters is what feel, what is it to you, to each of us is like, I knew that I didn't want to feel heavy anymore. And I doing this forgiveness process helped me feel lighter, freer. And then I don't have as much, you know, brain tumors and back surgeries and neck surgeries, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because my, our body keeps the score, right? So our, it will come out somehow. So I knew that was right for me. And I think that's the majority of people. They want to feel lighter and freer and be able to be more empowered to be who they want to be in this life, not based on their past mistakes or regrets or remorse or pain or wounds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah. and you're, you are giving that way to the bridge to get to these feelings that are lighter and they're truly better, you know, like not in a good, bad way, but just, they feel better. And we all deserve that because when you were just talking about is that, and I am worthy and I am deserving of these things. And that's what you're uncovering in the process as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Brenda. How do you do your work? Uh, are you still working with individuals? Do you do group work? And where can people find you? Yes. Yeah, so people can find me. Uh, my website is Brenda Reese, R-E-I-S-S, coaching.com. Mm -hmm. And I do have my podcast, my blog. Um, I've got a resource on there for the podcast too that has some little worksheets that people can get. Perfect. I'm also on Instagram, Brenda Reese Coaching. Mm-hmm. And Love then it. Facebook, same. And then also how I work is I do one-on-one. -on -one work, but I love groups. And that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm in starting a 12-week group right now. So I do 12-week groups that there'll be another one starting in April. And that information will be coming shortly on the website. So people can also reach out to me at Brenda at BrendaReeseCoaching.com if they want more information about yeah. that. And yeah. uh, I'm really excited. And I also do a Q&A. I'm starting a Q&A on Zoom once a month. Nice. That is a free event. So that date will also be on my uh, website soon because we'll be doing one at the end of February. 
Wonderful. And I think I'm on your email list and I would encourage anyone to go to Brenda's site, sign up for it because then you will get the alerts that the Q and A's are coming. So I know deep in my heart that this interviewed really spoke to a lot of people today. I am so grateful that you are doing this work in this world and that you're bringing it this gift to people. So thanks for being with us today. Thanks for sharing your work. And thank you to the listeners as always for being here and and learning along with Brenda. Yes. And Mm -hmm. thank you for bringing this information to the world. Yes. I love it. It's it's part of the mystical sisterhood we do. And it is mystical because it's all you know, who who we are and our soul and our spirit and every, you know, every part of us that we are becoming more and more every day. Exactly. Thank you. Okay. We'll see you in the next episode, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mystical Sisterhood. If you love what you heard, please hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. And if it's on Apple or Spotify, I would be so grateful for a five-star rating and review. And be sure to share with a friend if you're called to do so. To learn more about my one-on-one coaching programs and join the Mystical Sisterhood community, visit MaureenSpielman.com or MysticalSisterhood.com.